Hey everyone, Dirty Mo Media President Mike Davis here. Excited to tell you about one of our newest sponsors at Dirty Mo, Airbnb. The irony here is that Airbnb is new to Dirty Mo Media, but Dirty Mo Media is not new to Airbnb. It has been accommodating us for years. And if you are a race fan, and I think you are, you know why. I mean, you've booked hotels at, uh, during a race weekend. They're, the prices are insane. You're stuck with these unreasonable multi-night minimums. Whereas Airbnb, you got many choices, all within proximity, and it ends up being way more affordable. Now, I'm not only a frequent Airbnb guest, but my wife and I are also Airbnb hosts. And you should be too. We've been doing it for years. I'll tell you why. We have an investment property that we realized it could be earning additional income through Airbnb. You don't have to have an investment property to do that. You could just find extra space in your home. That works too. It all could be making you some extra cash. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's, well, that's an accident. There you go. I was wondering who my one idiot was going to be this week, and there it is. I'm just going to leave. Foul. That smells pretty good. It's a party yeah, foul. Is that pomegranate you're rocking? No, nah, it's grape. Yeah? Grape rush. Kidding me, TJ? Anything else you have to say, TJ? No. Sure we should get the show on the road we here. Should start get, we should get it started. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Your bumper clear. Clear by two. Pretty really shallow entry. Door bumper clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Major, part of the Six Cup car. I had the eight Xfinity car, and I truck raced this weekend. And Xfinity raced. Wow. 61 truck, 73 Xfinity. Mike Xfinity guy wears a bandana. He'll fight you and beat you. 73 Xfinity? What? I didn't know there was a 73 Xfinity. Who drives that? No, I'm sorry. 73 Arca car. Arca. Arca car. Josh does not wear a bandana. I wow. was going to say, Barry's not <laughs> wearing a bandana. Time, times are tough in the old major house. We got a TJ Major's house. We got a spot Arca these days. So. It's he just Arca all the time. Yeah. It's just part. We just need a new iPod races. or AirPod or Walkman or what do we need? Sandwich meat, something. Yeah. Sandwich. Slick meat. <laughs> I hate it when they call that slick meat. I do, yeah. You want some slick meat? I'm like, no, he's Brett Stop. It sounds awful. I don't even no. know what it that is. It just sounds nauseating. You know, but it's accurate. I don't want to know. I definitely would not Google that. Depend- <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not something you're going to want to Google. God, God only knows. Brett, which couch did you spot for this weekend? God only knows which site would pop up if you Google slick meat. <laughs> Really sorry for you're those who are about to Google it. You're going to see that is meant to be on a sandwich between two buns. Brett yes. Griffin, spotter of uh, Chandler Smith coming up here in a couple weeks, and my good friend, Black Cloud, sports guy, Mr. Freddy Crap beside of me. <laughs> <laughs> what a weekend. What a phenomenal f-
fucking weekend yeah, I had. Yeah, you Spotter had for Bubba weekend. Wallace, who finished 50th. Spotter for Chandler Smith, who finished 55th. Spotter for Greg Van Alls, who finished 73rd. And then the Giants lost 40 to nothing last night. So it's a phenomenal weekend. Other than that, it was a great sports <laughs> Other weekend. Other than that, I had a lot of fun this week. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. Uh, hi, Casey. Hey guys, Casey Boat here. And let's not forget, this episode is presented by our sponsor, Birch Gold Group. Get a free info kit on gold by texting DBC to 989898. And for TJ, it's 989898. If you place an order by October 31st, you can get a free gift card to score some Dirty Mo merch worth up to $500. We should probably just not do this show. This is off to a really bad start. I, 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 mean, I spilled my I mean, drink you everywhere. Your drink I dumped my table. drink. You, you're like, you're doing... We're, we're probably going to break yeah, here. No. So <laughs> I guess this is the point where I should ask how everyone's week <laughs> was in Fall out of my chair, hit my head on the table. I think concussed. it's time we sacrifice, like... What did they do in that movie? Chicken. Yeah. Are you live chicken? <laughs> so, sacrifice Freddy, one a, of the producers uh, over here. Yeah. Freddie, I'm, I'm assuming you went to Hooters. I did go to Hooters. So apparently I have to be at Hooters with you for the <laughs> yes, store. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to need you to sign up to go to... Where you, you coming to Bristol this week? Oh, yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. And we're going to go to Hooters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Hooters thing didn't work out so good without you. Well, I did run into a lot. And when I say a lot of Dirty Mo media fans at Hooters, yeah. I saw and they a lot called of in. Them. Yeah, I'll tell you who else ran a lot this weekend. This idiot in front of us, Andrew, he did like seventy miles. I, I think his next race is seventy miles. Seventy point three. Is your next ne- race. What would you What would you just run the other day? Uh, it was It was pretty short. It is was that like why a you're half labeled? mile swim, thirteen mile bike, and a five oh, k. Oh. Casual. And you were the first loser. <clears throat> is that why you're loser. labeled? Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm labeled. Do you know, do you not shower? Sh- yeah, shower. <laughs> I shower. Usually yes. that is They've got some strong hey, that, Sharpie, I look dude. exactly the same way he looks after I've been into a club. I got marks all over <laughs> me. Yeah, well. <laughs> Probably some usually other Daytona, stuff that I don't want to know about. Daytona, I've got both hands covered usually because oh. he's, he's got it going. down his leg, his arm. Well, somebody who had quite a solid weekend locking himself into the next round of the playoffs, Tyler Reddick scored the win. Congrats on your team, Freddie, I guess you could say. Um, Maybe not so much the other half, but uh, how was everything else otherwise? All right, so Casey, I I just Googled slick meat. (laughs) Why? No. And I got to tell you what comes up. It says any processed meat, this is from Urban Dictionary, any processed meat product that has a slimy cutter surface, typically used in describing meats that have been turned, formed, or shaped, and then it stops reading. But basically, it's sandwich meat. There's not oh, a yeah. So there, Google is a PG. There wasn't. A, there wasn't a second definition. Yeah, yeah we're reading. <laughs> on a, I, don't, I don't want to keep. Oh, I tell you what. With your search history, I honestly would be concerned. Right. Hit images. <laughs> I think it pretty much sums up uh, did I Freddy's tell you, weekend at Texas. Did I tell you the story about Megan's search? Well, we were going no. to so we go to a place uh, called. Do tell, we Freddy. go to a place called Lake Norman Tavern a lot, and the nickname for Lake Norman Tavern is uh, Uncle Milfs. You know, it's just the guy. I guess I don't know what what it comes from, but we always just call it Milfs. Well, I know what it comes from. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can guess. Uh, but we go to we always call it Milfs. So then we were going to dinner one night, and I said, I said we're going to go to Milfs probably, and. Uh, Meg's like, oh, let me look up the menu. And guess what she typed in? Milfs. <laughs> <laughs> and you can imagine what came back on Google. It was no rest, there was no menus to be found, I don't think. It might, it might have been some menus, but not for what she was looking for. And I was like, well, maybe maybe that's not actually the name of the restaurant, but you'll be fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, congrats to Tyler 
Reddick. Congrats to Nick Payne for finally getting an oval win after he. Go ahead. What were you going to say? You're waiting. Look, as a spotter, that's a real win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the sure. road courses aren't wins, but they're not. It's not equivalent to what he got yesterday. Yeah, and so. especially the, the way they did it. You know, maybe he'll spot stop spotting for those <laughs> shows that he spots for now. <laughs> I will say that was still that was a. Uh, I mean, you had to get through that restart, but. When you have one of the two fastest cars and you're on better tires than everybody in front of you, I mean, once he got clear of the 11, that was his only threat. Tyler yeah. was just going where the momentum took him. Yeah, over. I was spotting. I Bubba, we were obviously in the back five on our own lap. So Bubba's like, I'm just going to lay back here about a half a straightaway, and you just go ahead and go MRN for me here. So I just called the last restart <laughs> like it was MRN. And uh, that was basically all I spoke. I said, Tyler's got this as long as he can get it. You know, he's, yeah, he's got a big run down the front. Uh, but yeah, it was good for them. Obviously, we had two really fast cars. Ours didn't make it to the end, but or I guess it did, but not in the same condition. <laughs> so it started. I, I watched almost every lap yesterday, and when I turned that race off, the first thing that came to mind for me was, man, how much better of a race was this than anything we'll ever see at Phoenix? Oh, because that was a phenomenal race yeah. yesterday. Now, I was not happy that so many people had tire problems, but I also don't know why they had those tire problems. Was it self inflicted? Was it Goodyear? Was it debris? What was actually causing the problems? But outside of that, that was a really good race. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, that like that at the end of the race, there you could see different strategies. Like if that's if that's uh, Phoenix, and we had that late caution, and them guys come out with the lead, you're not passing them. No, you know what I mean. Like you're, whoever came out, whoever would have came off a of pit road with the lead yesterday would have won the race. Maybe even of, who stayed out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't. Whoever can get out front, you're not passing them there. Um, this place, you know, you can run all over the place. You can build runs. You can you use different lanes to build momentum, and and you see a phenomenal finish like we saw yesterday. So that's 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 my biggest issue with phoenix as the championship race is it's so hard to pass that if you get a late caution you know you're you're determining your champion by the final pit stop essentially yeah. and uh, the, the worst part about phoenix is though they sprayed one and two and everyone runs up and what do you do there what do you do in that corner if everyone's already running against the wall at kansas it's the opposite you can run the bottom for a couple laps then you move up but the bottom's also still usable in the middle you know what i mean like you got them you got two three lanes in the middle and even a lane lower than the guy, but and then you get to three and four at Phoenix, and it's it's almost one lane. Reddick Reddick ran three different lines, three consecutive corners. He ran the oh, middle of one and two on the restart, yeah. the top of three and four, and then the bottom of one and two on the, you know. So three different corners in a row, he ran three different lines at that. That place. means yeah. it's a great racetrack. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. Going back to those tire issues, though, I mean, have you from a spot? It's a little bit of both. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah, I think I seen a picture of the Martin's, nineteen ran yeah. something over, and there was sign like you could see Martin's coming because. He must have ran something over with the right rear, and I assume it was slowly leaking, and he got yeah. super tight. He was up front, and he got super tight. We almost ran him over. So you could tell he had some kind of issue. Then he went to three, and the tire blew out. So you're assuming, like, tire's leaking. He's probably shrinking the stagger in the back. He's getting super tight. Now that blows out. Um, I don't know what happened to our tire. It's just no warning for us. Just blew out and, and hit the fence. And the same way, I don't know what happened mm -hmm. to Busher. Um, it looked the same as I us. Think, like, I think the ones that – don't have the puncture are probably self-inflicted yeah. somehow and that's just i, I and can't that's, and that's for it yeah, but that's, I, I have no idea obviously i don't know what this, what are but yeah. that, a lot of times you see that it's it's air pressure related you just get too yeah, low pressure but or that's i mean you're also talking speed yeah when it, you find this air pressure that's and there's yeah i mean that's speed it's like yeah. camber in the right front that's the new thing now like air pressure this camber now you know you can get to a certain point and it just won't take it so but I think it's a little bit of both. So going back to Martin's wreck, 
I know there was a lot of... He ran over something and, oh, you're talking well, about the aftermath. Yeah, yeah the, the aftermath of it. And um, I know there was a lot of, I guess, drama, so to speak, around whether they the tow truck should have taken them to the garage, taken them to the um, to pit road to fix the car. I think the rule from NASCAR standpoint was that if you can't move your car, you are dead. Yes. Uh, from my perspective, Martin hit the wall wrecked, and then he tried to drive back, and he couldn't. Like, I don't know if you saw that. He tried to drive it. He got, Once to, he the got apron. It to the apron. He was stuck. He was stuck. And it wasn't because there was four flat tires. You can drive a car with flat tires if you're still moving. I mean, we've seen him come back, maybe not with all four flat. But if you hit the wall, I mean, his car was wrecked. You could see the tires pointed in different directions. And I guess the they can make the determination of... You're they, out. Well, yeah, just, yeah you, you're not going to pit road because you can't fix this on pit road. You know, like you, if your right front's pointing towards the grandstands and your nose is pointing towards the, the scoring pylon in the infield, you're... Like you automatically assume you're... Yeah, you're sorry. not. That's not something that you just go down there and, and fix on that, pit road. Is that something that the team should be able to decide then rather than NASCAR? So what do you do? You have an instant like, where were we? Whatever. They did that with the two car. They dropped, took him to they a stall. Him. And then they had to t- we had to ride around our caution for three four laps because of this. They unhooked him, put him in his stall. Oh, it won't. We can't fix it here. Take it to the garage. And now they got to tow him back, hook him up again, and tow him to the garage. And you could tell this car was wrecked. So, and I know they didn't. They wanted to work on it, but that's like to me, that's towing him right to the garage. Wouldn't you want it there anyway? I mean, if your if your suspensions, but you got to try to fix stuff like that. I mean. Well, the problem is once you tell him the garage, he's out of the race. Right. Is the I issue, guess. You know, um, yeah. and I don't know. I have to, I'd have to look up and see how the, the rules worded. Yeah, but, I'm not sure. You know, they, they, they have towed cars that can't move through pit road like and Chase, put them in their pit box. When Chase Elliott ran out of gas, they towed him to the pit box, which obviously, you know, you can fix that. But I guess it's almost like I understand where the team is frustrated because they probably could have at least tried. But uh, you're not you're not like try as hard as you want you're not yeah i don't I, and i don't know what was broke if something you know if it's a tie rod or something they could probably i mean we put we fixed a tow link on pit road in, in the time yeah the tow links are pretty you know <clears throat> tow links are pretty standard oh, like yeah. when they break them they've I'm just got saying, like you don't know but like i get their frustration but i'd have to see how the wording is is in the rule book of you know what constitutes going to pit road or what constitutes you know yeah. we're taking you to the garage no matter what because if you can't drive it normal cars if you can't drive it and it's not because of the tires you're probably done yeah, I don't know. But who's to say that? You but know? okay, yeah. yeah, this is you, and you're at Bristol, and you're on the cut line, and you were 20 points up going in, and now you need to see if you can get back out there, and you don't get that right. I don't think that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's – maybe there needs to be something where you can get it behind the wall and look at it, and, and if you can't fix it then, you know, I don't know if going to the garage I means mean, Austin Dillon spent how long fixing his car yesterday after hitting the wall? I mean, obviously, he got it back there on his own, but nonetheless, it took extensive repairs. He lost seven laps. Yeah. What did so, he break? So, in that, in that in this situation for Martin, I just don't think it's fair that the determination was made outright, your car's done for the day. Yeah. Because at one point, he was tied with Logano near the end of the race for the cut line. Oh, it's a huge. And then, obviously, Logano made a brilliant pit call uh, to, to change that. But And I think now Harvick's like seven up on him or something. But um, – Give me, as a competitor, as a crew chief, as a spotter, the right to get my car back and make a determination of whether or not my car can continue. Because that's, isn't that why you have the clock? Yeah, and I mean, even even 
in like when even when we're you're, you're wrecked you know you know you wreck on the racetrack and you're still dry you know limping back to pit road or whatever you always go to the pit box you know what i mean like yeah. there's it's never yeah. like you know just take it straight to the garage it's always let me look at it all right yeah it's killed back it up and you know even when you could drive it yeah. you go to the pit box um and so you know just i don't know i, I, I would like, I, I, I see both sides of it, it because like we did wait a ridiculous amount of time for some of them guys at Daytona when they they, they pushed a two into the wrong box and they dragged him down back to his box and then he couldn't fix us. We had to come back and get him out of his box. Yeah. But hold on, that could have all been fixed during the red flag, and then we wouldn't have had people going everywhere when they pulled the red flag out and all the crash cars going went hauling ass back. Like I think the driver, the team, the sponsors deserve the right for the crew chief to make the call. This car's not raceable, or the seven minute clock expires and you're out. Yeah. I think you tow it to the near the to the garage, like right outside the garage, and your your clock starts. You know what I mean? Because you can't put it on pit road right then and say your clock starts. Because in seven minutes we're going to be back green, and then you're going to throw the yellow again to get the car off pit road. So there has to be some sort of plan to do to. That's debatable. You'll be back green in seven minutes. Well, I mean, I'd say we about ran our clock out fixing it, and we weren't it stayed. It was yellow the whole time, pretty much. Yeah, uh, I think we had. A minute left, maybe, and then we went out. It depends on how bad the wreck back is. And fixed it. Single car wreck, and he. I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's just, it's just like I, I agree with Brett that I, you know, it shouldn't be up to who's making that call. The tow truck driver is there an official highly qualified? You know what I mean. Like, is there an official with the tow truck yeah. driver? That's you know, I don't see officials out there. Well, I guess the chase truck guys, but like, I don't know who's who's making that decision that we're taking this car to pit road. The regular season champ, after two races in the first round is staring down at not making it to round two. Yeah. You know, people are like, well, maybe maybe we need to just give the regular season champ a pass into no. No. He's the reason why he's only seven out is because he got bonus he should oh, be he would be, be more out. He'd you know, be twenty he'd be, out he'd right be now. done. From if, last week if, and this week. Yeah. If so, you know, he the the you're seeing the benefit of the regular season How many championship. Are you out? Uh, I'm nineteen out. Okay. And you were I you, would be ahead of him. Exactly. You know, That's if what he I'm didn't saying. have if he didn't yes. have, you know, all those bonus points. Yes. And but and you know and to to Brett's point, I mean, what a call by Logano. He was on the mm. cut line. We were going to be if the race didn't if the race ended the way it was. You know, we were, we got that caution with a couple to go. We were going to go into Bristol like twelve or thirteen out behind Martin. Martin was going to be basically tied or two out. And now Joey goes up there and steals ten spots essentially. Steals them. Pick um, call. Yeah, I mean, and and now that now he goes from on the cut line to twelve up. And now I'm 20 out. I'm almost been a basically or 19. I'm basically must win. This now. is what I think Logano's people realized that Harvick's people did not. I'm not racing anybody in this race other than me trying to get points. I'm not. I don't have to worry about Bubba Wallace. I don't have to worry about Martin Truex. We know how many points he's going to get. How many more points can I get if I try this and it works? They roll the dice. They go from being right at the cut line to now being the second guy above the cut line with a 10-point-plus cushion versus what they had when that caution yeah, came yeah, out. I think that's the way Major, you have to. major, major win for that you team. have to play the race like that. Maybe the difference in whether or not they make it or not. Yeah. Maybe the difference in whether or not Harvick doesn't make it by not doing the same strategy. The, I mean, you, he ran 15th. Around fifteenth all was, day long. He was about eighteenth ish, and then they go up there and steal a top five out of it. And you know you're not going to even you're going to get a net gain. There's on a green white checker. You're going to come out of the pits in the top five, six, maybe. You know, well, it turns out they came out in the top three or four, I think. And you know they now you know I'm not going to go all the way back to eighteenth in one lap. You know, and he almost took the lead. Yeah, and had he got the lead, 
I don't know that he's going to win the race, but he's they're going to run third. Yeah, because yeah. nobody on old tires is going to pass. Yeah, him. I agree. I think I think he still gets passed by maybe Jones and and um, Reddick. Maybe you know I don't know. We'll see. Phenomenal race. Yeah, phenomenal race. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of those games? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DBC to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DBC. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Uh, well, let's not forget the Westgate experience is coming up in just a few weeks. Join the hosts of the Dale Jr. Download and Door Bumper Clear for a live show on Friday, October 13th at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Head to DirtyMoMedia.com slash live to get more information and figure out how you can get your tickets. And to see if you can qualify for a VIP experience, call 800-435-0883. Three. I don't know about you guys. I cannot wait to hear more about what this event looks like. It's going to be something we've never done before because I think we're going to tell stories on each other. Uh, oh yeah, I've got a whole note. <laughs> I got a whole notes page. Like I think it just went from it's. It's. This is not going to be a podcast live. This is going to be a live show. So and we're with. And all I'm going to tell you, DJ, is you better get your your <laughs> together for talking about Bell Junior because he's getting his <laughs> together. To well, talk I mean, do you really want me to get it together? Or do you want to have a good time? <laughs> Uh, do I want to get fired or not get fired? Ooh, what, what can he fire TJ you from? Though? Show up to this show. What, 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 can, what can he fire you from these days? I'm curious. It's a good question. Mike Davis is the president of Dirty Mo Media. Yeah, but he could probably threaten Mike Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I saw Mike has a boat and he doesn't. I'm going to so foreshadow something. Yeah, that's like, how that. That's I, how I, that I works. Feel, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Might be my, more my, on my yeah, side. my boat comes when you rent that house. Um, I got a, Valid. I've got a feeling that Dale Junior is going to be TJ's one idiot today. I'm not, we get to it later, but I got, I got a funny feeling that that what? might be wow. the case. He's doing a lot of things lately. That <laughs> That's just, exciting. Make sure you come see us in Vegas. It's going to be fun and nothing like we've ever done before. <laughs> and I might get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Watch TJ get fired. No, on his day off. Now that, actually, is it though? It'll be no. a Friday. No, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah, I truck race. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, TJ, if there's an ARCA race, Canaan race No, or something, it's not that bad. I don't okay. do that many races. There's no truck race out there, is there? No. No. Good try. So I will get fired. <laughs> All right, spot on, spot off, Casey. Take us down. Spot on, spot off. <laughs> spot off. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, spot on. It was super fun yesterday to ride around there. And I am spot off. Damn. Where'd he come from? 
First topic, John Hunter Nemechek announces he will drive for Legacy Motor Club in 2024. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Spot on for him. Uh, when you look at what he's done with his career to be in the Cup Series and a not-so-fast ride at the time and to be willing to take a step back and listen, it's hard for these guys to be willing to leave the Cup Series because the Cup Series is, is considered to be the hardest series in the in, in, in North America to compete in, in every single week. And to leave there, go back to trucks, win races, move up to Xfinity, five wins this year. Uh, having a stellar year, obviously the favorite in my mind to win the championship, Xfinity Series championship. And look, Toyota's put their arms around this guy. They've embraced him without Toyota. I don't think he's in this position either. And I think it's a big get for that team, especially given what they've had going on really for the last two years. I look back at Ty Dillon, who struggled there. I look back at Noah, who before his um, PR uh, nightmare, uh, he was struggling. He was never a factor, right, Freddie? And so I think this is going to be a team on the up and up. The, the big question that hangs over everybody's head is how big of a Toyota involvement are they going to be? Are they going to get to be like a Joe Gibbs racing? And I think over time that answer is going to be yes. Yeah, I think, I, you know, you, you mentioned Noah. I think that – I think this this was happening – whether or not that PR nightmare happened. I think that, you know, strictly on performance, John Hunter was going to replace Noah at the end of the year. You mentioned the Toyota connection. And, and this is big. Like, I listening to Andrew's podcast, Next Level, you know, you hear they did an interview with John Hunter, and he talks about gambling on himself, and that's what he did. You know, he gambled on – and he did a pretty good job in the front row – I mean, the front row car. That was he the did. 38, you know, whatever that was, four or five years ago. He did okay, uh, but he was always just going to be – you know, you were going to be outperforming your equipment. You know, maybe now if he stuck it out where you see McDowell have speed now, maybe he would have been a little better. But, you know, he went back, won truck races, now winning Xfinity races, bet on himself. And he went from being kind of a pay-to-play guy to now being sought after by, a, a, you know, a Toyota's, you know, supporting him. And now he's getting a, a, a better ride, in my opinion. And, and he's, you know, he's in a better position now because of gambling on himself. So spot on for him for sure. And um, excited to see what he can do. TJ. Yeah, I'm spot on for him as well. I think the path that he keeps taking keeps him in victory lane. So, and that keeps him getting in other better rides, you know. And he's like you said, we he I thought he did great in that 38 Cup car, then near one Talladega, and then he goes back, wins races in the trucks. Now he's winning races in Xfinity and arguably the championship favorite right now. So, good for him. It's a it's an opportunity and the. Um, you know, Carson's been doing a pretty good job in that car as well. So getting some more, you know, I don't know what the ins and outs of it, whether what their support's going to be, but if it gets, I mean, they don't, I'm guessing they don't have much of anything right now. So the way they're, you know, a little, uh, even a little bit of sports probably going to go a long way with them. So I think, I think the um, future looks, you know, decently bright at, at um, Legacy. Yeah. Toyota's made a lot of moves in the last three years in the Cup Series. They make and, a lot of moves every year. I mean, when you look at, though, they lost, lost the 78 car, which was a championship-caliber team, uh, rumored to be because Joe Gibbs Racing wanted uh, an excessive amount of money to continue that alliance. That's because they were beating him. They were beating him. I'm just stating <laughs> the fact that the word was that Joe Gibbs Racing wanted you know Barney and his team to pay a lot of money for the information and cars and the things they were already getting, and Barney said, you know what? I'm out. I'm selling my charter. I'm going home. I think probably around that same time as when Toyota realized we've got all these young, talented drivers that we've got years of time behind, millions of dollars behind. How do we 
get them up to the Cup Series if there's only four seats. And now, look, there's three teams. And, and obviously, 23-11, uh, they won yesterday. That's their second win of the year. They had both drivers in the playoffs. As a very young team, that is crazy to even imagine that you can do that. Um, so, yeah, I think this is just a big statement for how embedded Toyota is in the Cup Series and will continue to be. And I don't think they're done yet. I don't think Toyota's done yet. Now, Jimmy Johnson mentioned in an interview that he still talks to Noah Gregson weekly. Any rumors as to where you think Noah will end up, if anything? I think the bigger thing there is, you know, Casey, like looking at this from our fan base's perspective, man, they melted down against Legacy Motor Club and Jimmy Johnson when Noah got suspended. And I don't know what our fan base thought would happen. I don't know how they thought he wouldn't get suspended. Um, and, and so for Jimmy to state publicly that he still is, has a relationship with him, I think speaks highly of, of Jimmy as a person. And, and Noah, TJ, he needs that support. He needs Dell Jr. reaching out to him. He needs veterans that have been successful. Because I'll tell you something Dell Jr. has always been big on. At least he was when I was talking to him a lot. He was always big on second chances. And he, he even started that race team. What did he name it? Chance uh, to. Yeah, Chance to. Chance to Motorsports with Teresa, right? So um, I think Noah deserves a second chance. I don't, I'm don't. i not so much worried about Casey where he lands. Again, I think the Cup Series is way too big for the problems he has. I think it's going to take him a hot minute, as we've said before. Go win in something else. It'll open doors. And I hope Noah gets a chance to come back because he's a very talented race car driver. Yeah, I have. A, we haven't seen or really heard much from Noah, obviously, since it happened. But I've talked to some people that are, you know, pretty close to him, and it, and he's and he's, you know, doing everything he can. Jimmy's mentioned it. You know, he's doing everything he can to get reinstated. I know he's getting help from outside sources. You know, talking to the people he needs to be talking to. And I heard he's in a really good place right now. So you know, just continue down that path. And when he comes back, that you know, that's only going to make you that much better. You know, mm-hmm. in a you know mental space when you can come back, you know, stronger than you were before. Yeah, I agree too. I think men, I think Noah will come back and be mentally stronger, um, a better person, and I think he'll eventually he will get in something. Either whether probably an Xfinity car or something, and, and he'll end up getting back into the swing of things and winning races. Very big difference in what he's doing to come back versus what Kyle Larson did. Kyle Larson was racing; it felt like seven nights a week while he was indefinitely suspended by NASCAR, and he was winning a ton of races. Noah is sitting on the sidelines from the racing perspective. He's not out here running big late model races that he certainly could go and be one hell of a wheel man at. So I think he's taking uh, what what he thinks is the right approach for him. Out of sight, out of mind, go get reinstated, get your funding figured out, come back in the best scenario you can to try and win. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had some more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, what would you do? The best way to squeeze in that extra special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy... Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P 
com slash bumper. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Moving on, NASCAR reveals the modified valve stem found on Ty Majewski's car, which was used to slowly bleed air from the tires during a run, resulting in a 75-point penalty, five playoff points, a four-race crew chief suspension, and a $25,000 fine. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Uh, spot on for NASCAR, you know, doing this and, and revealing the stuff. Um, you know, it's kind of what we said it was on here. Um, you kind of heard that rumor that getting that weekend after that race happened. Um, and listen, it's nothing new. These guys have been trying to bleed air out of tires forever. You know, it's a huge advantage when you can do it. Uh, we used to see people drilling little holes in the, in the wheels, you know, to bleed air. And, and what you're doing is just trying to get your, you know, you hear us say, or you, if you listen on the radios, you'll hear the crew chiefs early in a run, especially at short tracks, you know, all right, give it a chance for the tire pressure to come up. But what happens is you're trying to get your tires to an optimum tire pressure and you have to start them low to get to that pressure because they're going to build air as you run. Um, so what this does is when you start building air, it gets to the pressure that you want it to be, and it bleeds off the air. So you maintain that optimal pressure for longer throughout the run. And, and you know, it's not a surprise that he went out there and, and dominated at places like Richmond and IRP because this is that's where you want this optimal air pressure. And, uh, you know, no surprise it was the right rear tire. Um, and you see this. If you go to any dirt race in the world right now, you know, you'll see – they 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 run very elaborate bleeders on their tires. You know that they are legal. and it's legal. Yeah, you yeah. know so and it's it's illegal in a lot of different series. I think NASCAR is one of the only ones that you know you can't or ARCA I guess too. But um, you know they're legal there. You can get a look at them. They'll show them to you. You know Chad's got probably stacks of them somewhere. Um, and and then it's a it's an elaborate system that they use to to maintain that optimal tire pressure. Yeah, I'm uh I'm spot on for NASCAR stepping up here because this is. I, just, I don't think this is an old trick as well. So, but like, got, did uh, he get two wins from that? Yeah. No, he didn't he win got, Richmond. Yeah. He won, he, he won IRP. Oh, right. He yeah. ended up losing Richmond at yeah, the end. But yeah, but that was one was, more. He was dominating. Yeah. Yes, another <laughs> lap. It was obvious. Like, you could see the speed difference, but that's pretty big. I mean, obviously, it's slow you, that the truck has lost a lot of speed since then. So, I don't know. I don't think. Um, I think they're. You know, Ty, Ty's going to be 
he's a good driver and and he's even a, he's even a better short track driver as well so if you're you know a guy like that that's probably the place that you don't even need it because you go there with a guy that's already good at it what you know that's not even sure that's a place that i would want to do it the most so um spot on for the penalty spot off for ty because ty you know i like ty and he's a i think he's a good driver is this blade at cheating yes i don't think it was put on there by an accident is this blade at cheating yeah is this is there any bigger form of blade at cheating than this I mean, yeah, there's some bigger Probably. forms, but this is blatant cheating. I mean, so you put Elliot Sadler, he tweeted, uh, this has been around for decades. Up to Hathfield was doing it at one time. They should just make it legal. That way teams can do it in a safe manner. There's too much speed and bleeding tires to not do it. Um, we don't need to go faster. <laughs> I don't disagree with Elliot, but Elliot, that's not the case. If this is against the rules, and what they did to invent an opportunity to do this is blatant cheating. I don't think this this fine is stiff enough. I, I really don't because you're basically saying to all your competitors that you're trying to outrun every single week, F*** you guys, I'm going to outrun you. You'll have no chance to beat me because I have something that you do not have. And I'm all for playing in the gray. I'm all for being innovative. I know that's gotten harder around here. But to go out and blatantly cheat – Dude, that's like me putting Vaseline on my golf club before I hit the ball to take my slice out if I'm playing in a PGA event. I'm glad you said that. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> well, there's a lot of different ways to go with that. But that particular way is, so to, make my balls, your golf club, is to make the balls go straight down the fairway, okay, to take the spin off your balls. But in this particular situation, I think the crew chief should be indefinitely suspended because this is blatant cheating. He – Ty, how do we know that Ty Majeski doesn't have a net win in this penalty? He lost five playoff points and 75 points. How do we know that he didn't gain more points and more playoff points than that by cheating? And other races, What is too. to stop you? You know, if it's just fast forward and it's hypothetical, and, you know, you could say these all day, but what if this was Vegas? What if this, you know, Cup Series and you're cheating at Vegas, you win the race, you know, you get, you know, whatever. You, oh, you had bleeders on, but, you know, we find them the following week. You've just you're in the final four now. There's no penalties don't matter. You know what if like, this is Phoenix? <laughs> yeah. What if it's Phoenix? <laughs> what if it's Phoenix and he's bleeding his tires? <laughs> and he goes out and kicks everybody's ass and wins. What happens? The number one thing, Brandon is now uh, leaving us to go to South Boston Speedway. He's sitting here. The number one thing we used to look for when we would watch a race go under red flag is will anybody that's out here on this racetrack get a flat tire? Because if they do they're probably bleeding their tires. Yeah, there was a I, point where NASCAR would walk up and down pit road and randomly grab tires and go put them in a Duncan booth to see, obviously, if air was coming out of the tires. I've seen the tool that we used to use. You grabbed it like it was brass knuckles. It had a little bitty pin that stuck out your middle hand, and you popped the tire, and when you did, it made a tiny hole in the sidewall. Boom, let the air out, so, right? So, so my point is, this is, oh, this is cheating. So, so the problem, the, here's the issue that you have, and it's, they didn't get caught at IRP where they won. They got caught the following week at Milwaukee. So, you know, you can, there's always that deniability. Ah, oh, this is, I just put this on there, you know? So that's why they didn't 
I mean, but, you know, so that's why Phoenix, like, if they found it after Phoenix, you would just get disqualified. But, like, if you did it at, at Vegas and then we go to wherever the hell we race after Vegas and it's and you've got something illegal, well, you were probably running it at Vegas, but now you're only going to do, you know, we're going to give you a five point. You, you just you won sure? your way into the Final Four. Are you sure you're going to find it at Phoenix? No, I'm just saying. Like, you, no, but I'm just saying, like, well, I, mean, I burn the everybody's tires off the thing. Listen, everybody's Fronts cheating <laughs> at Vegas. When we, get the, when we get to Phoenix, everybody's cheating, just for the record. Um, but... You know, it, it just this like to your point, like there's no penalty. He he had already won the race. He kept the win, so that locked him into the next round. He lost the points that he got from the win, the five bonus points. But is that really enough? You've already transferred through. Yeah. So it's it's a weird deal. TJ, you mentioned and, that. And, and, and oh, by the way, Casey, one more thing. I'm not mad at Ty Majeski for this. No. Because no. I don't know if Ty knew. I also know that as a race car driver, you want to go as fast as you can. So maybe if you do knew, you're like, well. I can't. I mean, what do I do? Tell you not to do this? You're my boss. Ultimately, you're you're over the car. I'm over driving the car. So I'm not mad at Ty Majeski here. I'm mad at whoever invented this thing, which, oh, by the way, it was brilliant. Uh, and whoever said, yes, put that on. You should be gone. TJ, earlier you mentioned that you could tell Ty's speed was a little bit higher than... Yeah. Did you so, not? You see so, the lot? Right. All right so, but, look. so is that something that... NASCAR just automatically checks well, or no, because, I'm sure the, of, because of that discrepancy. He's going to be probably the random. We finished top three or whatever it is in the truck, so he's gonna, they're going to check him. But this is like, this is blatant cheating. But it, like, so when the 19, obviously at Martinsville many years ago in the cup race, they got a little right front fender damage. I mean, it was probably enough they could have kicked it out. But no, they brought this massive saw out there and they cut this huge square off right in front of the right front tire, which is keeping that right front tire cooler which this is a, it's they're doing the same thing they're keeping the air pressure down on the tire but then is that, isn't that cheating as well no you have damage on your your car so you're just clearing some the fender Fix, fixing it you're fixing which it benefits it do you agree with elliot that we should allow bleeders no i don't think we should allow bleeders no i think that i watched i, I watched a video that larry mack did about bleeders and it's you know you worry about and you know, we saw yesterday people getting flats you know you worry about these high load places if you've got a tire bleeding air and intentionally keeping the pressure down yeah. you're going to see that more often and the speeds what if you are have going a, what if you put this tire on that has low air pressure and then we have a quick yellow and then that thing bleeds out more than that then that left rear is even lower than where it should be and we go back green and them guys are popping tires at a 200 mile out in the corner I don't I'm not smart enough to know if we should be allowed to run bleeders that's why I asked what y'all thought because I truly don't have an opinion I just know it's illegal and I know this guy did it and I know he should be kicked out that's it correct who should be kicked out Whoever f***ing did it and the crew chief. I will kick the tire guy out and the crew chief out indefinitely. (laughs) This is no different than the jet fuel thing at Michael Waltrip when he made... Why would you kick the tire guy out? He's just doing what he's told to do. Well, that tough... Uh, you have to have so enough integrity if he to says say, he, okay, so he's going to get fired because he's not going to do guess it. Guess what happens if they if, if he says, I'm not doing this. He don't he don't get kicked out. He can go get another tire guy job. There's tons of tire. There's more jobs in our sport right now than you've ever, there's ever been. So I'm not buying. He can't say, I'm not doing that. I don't think. I don't think tire. And a truck series, a to guy. To make 40 grand a year and put freaking caps on tires, I'm going to say, I'm not doing that. And that guy, I'm not saying, he might not ever get another job. In the, yeah, in the, it's not as easy as Yeah, you he's doing what he's told to do. If Dell Jr. walks in here and tells you to untie your shoes and walk 10 laps around the table, you're going to do it. I'm going to tell him to f*** off. <laughs> Will you, though? 
Should we find out in Vegas? Dude, you ain't my daddy. Knew what it is. Should we find out in y'all, Vegas? Y'all have got a completely wrong perception of me if you think I'm going to untie my shoes and walk around the block because I mean, somebody I, told me I to didn't do say it. the block. I, I said that table. I agree that we have a wrong perception of certain things. Uh, next topic. <laughs> Parker Gligerman grabs the Xfinity playoff spot over SHR's Riley Herbst. Spot on, spot off. TJ. I'm spot on for, uh, you know, the, the story there with the owner of the 48, um, Scott Borchetta, I think. Big machine record. Yeah, really the story for, of his summer, man. Like there was, you know, a, a friend of ours went and worked with him, Rocky, and, and speaks. I don't know Scott at all, but he speaks highly of him. And, and so I'm really glad to see him back at the track and get a playoff berth here. And, man, it's just a good turnaround for him. And there, there was a while there that I guess he was pretty, you know, we all saw that wreck. We all saw the video of that wreck, and it was pretty bad, so – but you know Parker Parker did drive a good race. He ran at us twice. Perfect. Yeah, he ran in, yeah, he ran perfect with centimeters. <laughs> Just ask him. Um <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to see the interview that uh, Did you see it? Okay. But uh you know they they did run a good race. Put himself in a few spots that were very risky and probably shouldn't have, but um you know, good for them guys, and you know they've had some speed. This never could put all the race together, and they finally put one together there. So good for them. Yeah, I mean, I was. It's the it's the polar opposite day there because, well, and listen, we doubted on this show that they could go out there and outrun the ninety eight. And listen, the man, I mean, the forty eight did exactly what he had to do. But this right from the drop of the green, the forty eight took control of this deal because I was I was actually texting Brett. We had forty seven cautions. It felt like in oh, the first ten laps, longest race ever, and. um you know the, the the just on the choose alone the forty eight the flip the script you know the the I think the ninety eight out qualified him by seven or eight spots and by lap fifteen they had completely flipped and the the forty eight was eight spots in front of the ninety eight um, and that was just you know bad choosing you know or you know just getting in the wrong lane whether it's bad choosing or not but Parker being way more aggressive on restarts making up track position and then he gets in position where he gets a couple more stage points in him in the first stage the 98 was clearly much faster than the 48 clearly but just could not execute you know it's just he ran back to 10th but every seemed like every restart he gave up a bunch of ground and then would try to close it back up and then finally he just he ends up running into parker of all people and getting a and getting right front flat and then that from that point on basically his day was ruined but that was just parker from the drop of the green putting a ton of pressure on the 98 to to, to, to go out there and beat him and they couldn't do it um, I'm sitting here looking at something that I didn't know what it was. It was laying in front of me. Andrew put it here. It's a DBC Christmas ornament. Okay. Merry f***ing Christmas to Parker Klingerman. Because <laughs> Klingerman. Klingerman. He's been really close to winning races this year. I mean, he's been up front a lot of times, even this weekend. And this is the biggest win this team will get all year to make this playoff. They have zero chance of winning a championship. Zero. Flat out. I'll bet you whatever you want. Well, I can't bet. It's 0% chance to win a championship, but this is a huge win for a small team. When you beat teams like Stuart Haas Racing and Junior Motorsports into this playoff, that is a massive, massive win for a team that's small. So hats off to him. Spot on for, for him. Uh, obviously, he works hard on Sundays on the cup side trying to paint stories and, and uh, deliver the broadcast for us on NBC. He's a really, really nice guy, and congrats to him and his team. Well-deserved. Um, work really, really hard. Don't make mistakes. You can make it around round two. You'll stop there, but you can make it to the round of eight, That's especially if guys scary. have problems. With no wrecks, no DNFs or anything, you could make it to round two. Yep. I mean, he's been consistent with his finishes, though, so I feel Oh, like yeah, what are they? 
Okay, you're. I wish you could have seen our face, Freddie. You're being a. I don't I, no, I'm just curious. I mean, do you right know what now? they are? I'm like, yes, I literally work in the I'm series. Not be, I'm just asking what they are in the oh last four God. or five races. Okay, well, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think they are, PJ? <laughs> I, I'm asking you. Know you. What? Let's go look. Let's check this out. I, I don't honestly have can't. The stats in front of me. I'm I so honestly sorry. Can't tell I you. did not print out every stat for every driver. I honestly don't know, so I was asking you what they are, if they were consistent. I don't remember him being overly like... Freddie's getting ready to tell us. He's on yeah. racingreference.com <laughs> typing in Parker Kligerman. Did I do yeah. better right there? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Way better. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was, wrong. that was the wrong sound. That's the story hey, of my you life. Know who got knocked out? Your other buddy, Matt. Who? Deep in the dead? Oh, whoa. Nailed it. I know. I've been working on from. We've been working on That wasn't it. Kligerman, fourth, 24th. Fourth, third, his last four. Yeah. Casey, get it, girl. He's yeah. got Thank uh, one, you. Two, three, I pay four, attention, five, okay? Six, I may not seven. have every driver He's sat in front of me, but. Seven top tens in the last eight races. Yeah. Did he, is he a Tennessee fan, Casey? Do we know? Casey, I'm just going to start asking you random stats. Casey, I'm just going to expect Hey, to Casey, have congrats on the big win with Tennessee, though. That was. Thank you. You I had to enjoy it. that. I Who's the quarterback? Play. Austin Pay. Was that who, Blake? <laughs> Who's the quarterback? <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> Hendon Hooker. I haven't had enough coffee this morning. Uh, and anything else on Klingerman? Klingerman. Anything else you want to talk about Parker Klingerman? No, I'm just glad for them guys. Hey, he went out and did what he had to do. Yeah. Agreed. He's been very consistent. He's perfect. He's been super consistent. Hey, back to the Cup Series race at Kansas. Denny Hamlin says he should have focused forward after missing the jump on that last restart, opening the door for the 45 to win. What spot, an idiot. Spot on, <laughs> spot off, Freddie. Yeah. 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 Well, let's see here, Freddie. He's great. I don't know. Why were they going without him? They should have waited for him. Not great at restarts. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I was, like I said, I was doing the MRN broadcast and I seen the, the five was definitely laid. He was laid back about two cars on Denny and, and, NASCAR has claimed that they're going to crack down on this, and they do like call it out before yeah. we get to the restart box. Sometimes they close it up. If it's really bad, but, they they warn maybe or something. But, but we I haven't seen know. any penalties from it, and, and I don't think I've seen anything deserving really, of a no. penalty. But even that, I don't think was penalty but, worthy. But you still shouldn't be laying back at all. Like it, that it's supposed to be. You're not going to be able to police it. I, 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 I guarantee that's true. But it, it's the same time. Like like we have to do something because somebody mm-hmm. here is getting enough. If Denny, if Denny doesn't lay back, obviously it's screwed. Denny screwed up. He should have just, you know, focused on what was going on in front of him. He lays back. They take off. He's got a three car lane gap in front of him. But if he stays up there on their ass and lets Kyle lay back two cars on him, guess what happens? He's middle of three by the time we get to turn one because Kyle's coming ten more mile an hour faster than he is. So you know, it, Denny screwed up. At the end of the day, Denny did a. This is a terrible restart on Denny's part because of the fact that he's trying to combat what's going on behind him instead of just taking off because it cost him the race. You know, he would have been outside of Tyler into turn one if he just gets a, a, a decent restart and Tyler can't move up to the middle and then get to the top and clear them for the lead. He got to second three or four car lengths behind him after getting stuck three rows back at Tyler. So, I mean, at the end of the day, this cost him the race. But um, at some point, we, we have to address the fact that we got guys laying back on restart. I don't um, – I'm spot off. Uh, Denny just misjudged it. If Denny focuses out front, like he said, and get, does his own restart and gets a run himself, even if it's uh, – Carl, if he times it right himself, he's, he's playing offense at the start-finish line. 
and there's nowhere for the five to go at that point because you can't move to the start finish line. If Denny times it right, that five has nowhere to go, and Denny just messed up. I mean, it happens. It, they're hard to time anyway. I mean, it's you'll have five restarts, and there's no way you're timing all five of them at the right time. It's just how it is. I mean, we all thought the 99, and we were even part of this as well on the bottom. We were like maybe ninth or something. We were all thinking the 99 wasn't going to take off as good as he did. And then he just went really early and kind of caught. Did he go too early? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember seeing it and being like, whoa, that was really early. But Brad, do you have a comment on that? Do you think he went early? Listen, I don't know. Uh, I think as they lined up, and I'm sitting there with Gramps watching this thing on TV, and I'm like, and I literally say, Denny Hamlin's going to win this race. He's the first car, all new tires, on top. The bottom has sucked all day. Well, never mind. Mm-hmm. He didn't go. That's exactly what I said. I said now he's in trouble. And honestly, the block he threw on Larson, I don't. I'm surprised Larson didn't wreck him inadvertently without even saying he tried to wreck him. I'm surprised he just didn't wreck him because Larson did have a big run. Denny threw a late block. And I can't blame Kyle Larson on Denny having a bad restart. I'm not. I'm not going to do that either. Kyle's doing his job. Yeah. Um, if Denny's backing up to get to the guy that's backing up, then Denny's breaking the rules too. Um, and I want. I, honestly, though, I thought I said Denny Hamlin's winning, and then he didn't win, and he finished second. And obviously, he's going to go on to the next round. And you know, Bristol's a good track for them, but it. it who was on the outside of the front row? I think, I think the 99 went three-quarters of a car length early, but I've not seen a replay. That's just off of what I remember okay. on the jump. And, again, but if, if this, that's, that's not the player's job to manage. That's the official's job to manage. So they, if the, if they the 99, us, um, let me ask you this. If the 99 you think went early, that screws up everything out back. Black flag. Well, I'm saying you can't. If how he's you, going early, how do you penalize somebody back there? You know what I mean? Like that. The problem starts you right there. You could have said post the 99 and the 5. No, yeah. Wow. I mean, but that could – the 99 can create those scenarios by what he's doing. How many times did they tell us at Daytona Talladega, don't block bumpers, and we have three to go in an Xfinity Series race? What do we do? Push our asses off. How many of the people do they black flag <laughs> with three to go? Very rare. Uh, I mean, they, there was a no, couple races remember. there where they started doing it quite a bit. You remember that? Well, they, they did it during with, the race, not with, the last yeah, yeah, three yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the race, yeah. Three to go. So I, <laughs> I, I rest my case. The players play the game. The officials officiate the game. And that's not up to Denny Hamlin to worry about. Yeah, and like that's that's where Denny screwed. Like Larson's doing it because he's going to get away with it. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing. Kyle's not doing anything wrong. It's just he's. They're not going to call it, especially not going to call it in that situation on a green white. They might call that earlier in the race. I don't recall them in my twenty plus year career. I don't recall them ever calling that that they, late in a race. Oh, not. But late my in the race. question is, why does Denny even care what the five's doing? If Denny does his own deal and, and times his run right, the five's are irrelevant. Well, he just, you know, he's, you, you know as well as I do, there's an advantage to laying back, so you don't want to give the guy an advantage, but he's, he just I know that, up. but if Denny... But, but on these restarts too, where does the momentum come from to get going? It comes from behind you. It comes from that push, and he knew that Larson was going to have a push. He was trying to prevent being three-wide getting into one. But again, I, he can't blame but if Kyle he's Larson for his mistake. And start finish line himself. I, I agree with you. Yeah, Larson's going to go with him anyway because that's the momentum. That's I where totally, it's at. I totally agree with you. Um, but well, Larson's not going to go with him. Larson's going to go. go whatever, with, well, if Denny moves high to go in front of the, he, Larson's going to pull up the middle. If Denny goes <clears> to the middle, I don't Larson's think he's gonna, going to the top. I think he goes with momentum at that point. Uh, I don't think, I don't think, I think you're trying to get in front of him. You know, you got to beat that guy. But you're not going to get behind a slower car. You know that Denny's the fastest. Well, you're going to have two car lengths now to get to. You know, you go in there. Larson won last week. There's no way in hell he wants Denny Hamlin to win this week. No, no well, chance. Well, and I, I don't think I don't think Kyle's Larson also really Larson really accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. Yeah, Denny didn't win. 
Well, that and he didn't get more playoff. Points. He didn't wreck Danny because that would have been really bad. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't wreck him because he knocked that would have been really him. bad. Yeah, I agree. Well, continuing on the topic of Larson, he states, I can understand why he was mad in referencing his pit road contact with Chase Elliott. Spot on, spot off, TJ. I'm spot off because I, I, well, I agree with Larson because I think when you see the video, when you get towards the end of pit road, obviously, you can see them guys. They're all... You know all, who you're racing. Well, who you've been well they start with. turning left a little bit too because that's where you're kind of aimed. You can see that right there. They're all kind of creeping to the left slowly. And it just got it got tight. There was obviously room on the outside of the 45 to the grass still. There's also half a car between the 9 and the 45, but Chase can't see him. Chase has to understand, like, in my opinion, Chase needs to slide up another four, three, four feet because you got to know that there's cars coming out right there. You got you know we're coming out. We've been racing with you all day right there. You know that's our stall. You know the fives inside of you. Um, and we're racing for, I mean, I don't want to say, I mean, we're, we're, things go right on race. We can still win that race too. You know, the five and, you know, the five and 11 get together, they get out, you know, we get a run on them. We were really fast on restarts. So you're, you're not going to lift, but there's definitely more room there. And I don't think what, what the five did was anywhere. He was just an innocent bystander right there. So, and then the swerving deal that was right in front of us for a second i thought it was our car i looked down there and i'm like wait is that the nine and the five and i'm like brad you see that he's like oh yeah so i'm like the day hit and he's like yeah so i don't know if that deserves swerving to the guys right front at that point but brett i rest my case on what tj said i don't have anything to add your honor it was uh <laughs> Hey, Chase lost his temper for no reason Kyle Larson didn't do anything wrong When you look back at the video Freddie just showed me again There's nothing Kyle Larson could have done differently In that no. scenario I mean I don't know what you, you think you, you just think he wants to drive in the side of the six Like he's got to move I don't You've think got that, room to your right you know? we, we left enough room I think we went out and kept it yeah. as tight as Because we, we had to go around the 20 right in front of us the, the only thing that I did not like about this whole situation was And this, I don't know if this is Chase Elliott Or this is the NASCAR police not letting these guys speak their mind, but he does an interview with Bob after the race, and Bob said, what about that deal leaving pit road? Um, you know, is that you sending a message to Kyle that you didn't appreciate that? And he said, well, what do you mean? I didn't, what, there was no message. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, what, like, listen, our, like, this is so patronizing to our fans wow. of, you know, they're, they're not stupid. Like, we, you swerved, you actually ran into him. You, you hung a hard left, swerved at him, then you ran into him. Like, I get it. You probably can't say what you really want to say there because you need to say something but you, like you can't just act like nothing happened you know it's just I, I, the, I hate this for our fans that like they get treated at times like like they're idiots like like you so we saw what happened there and then you uh, bob asked you a question about it you got to have a better answer than what, what do you mean what i didn't do anything I, nothing no i just i wasn't sending any messages there yes you were Yes, you were. Stop. Rick Hendrick probably disagrees. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have to have a milk and cookies conversation part two with these two guys. <laughs> milk and cookies. Is that a fear of admitting? <clears throat> That's what I don't something. know. You know what I mean? Like well, Chase. Can't, because you can't. Like, Chase is usually non controversial about stuff like this and he kind of stays out of it. But like, it's like at the same point, you're, you're treating fans like, like what they know they just saw did not happen. Right. Like, it's what I don't yeah. understand. That was just... You can act. say, like, I didn't appreciate him running this side of me. Yeah. Or you, <laughs> when a driver is leaving their pit box, is somebody guiding him and telling him, like, somebody's the to the chief. right? I'm going to go ahead and tell you, anytime you get four wide, somebody's probably going to bump each other there at some point. It might be slight, but when you get four wide leaving pit road right there, somebody's probably going to have some contact. Four wide, 
the last four or five pit stalls, green, white checker coming. Like, you're not giving up anything no. at that point in the race. And honestly, I thought it was pretty, I thought it all worked out pretty well. Yeah. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Well, let's move on to the DBC A-Main, where we catch up on all things dirt. How about Hudson O'Neill out dueling Davenport in the World 100th win at that was a That was a really good – I mean, you probably didn't watch it, did you, Brett? Anytime you bring Kryptonite to Superman show, I'm not here for it. I'm spot <laughs> off. We still in that segment? Well, I'm I mean, Davenport guy. You could What's Davenport's it? nickname? Superman. I just said Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I called just the other guy. Sure. I called the other guy Kryptonite. Yeah. That's, I gotcha. a, that's a big win for Hudson, though. Yeah. It's a really um, entertaining race. Those guys, like when they run the top there, and like they bounce off the fence, and and uh, that place is a lot of fun when it gets really slick. So I think the I know a lot of people that go to that World 100, and it was a I think a, I think they start on what. Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday, or something, and they race all the way to Saturday it's a long night. Few days, it's yeah. an awesome so. spectacle. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, great cool. race. And shout out to Corey Day getting his uh, win at Gold Cup. That was really, really cool to watch. Is that too. his first? Uh, yep. First win. One of my favorite guys was on the podium a couple nights out there, old Dom Selzy. Yeah. That guy. Did you the, hear he the one? He the best <laughs> interview. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'd have to go back. Go back to Dirt Vision and watch the uh, podium interviews. Please. Can uh, we have him call in to some of our uh, a main This guy's interview. You, did, you awesome. didn't hear it, did you, Brett? No, I didn't no, hear that. I don't think we can repeat what uh, he said. No. <laughs> Just go back to Dirt Vision and, and watch the replay from the other night. Oh, well, don't forget you can catch us. Every Wednesday on Dirt Vision. I know there's tons of racing this week. I think Millbridge. I think I'll be there. A few other races. So be sure to check it out. You should see my. I looked at my data plan on data. my yeah, data, 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 whatever you want to call it, on my iPad from because I watch Dirt Vision like every Friday or Saturday night. It's a really good thing that I'm on an unlimited plan. Did you ever <laughs> look at what you use for data? No. Or data, whatever you want to I call. Have it. Other things I can do with my time. I'm going to go and tell you. Remember when you used to pay for like 10 May? Or, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Blowing that out of the water. <laughs> is, uh, is the World of Outlaw final still here in Charlotte? It yeah. is. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. You going to go? It's always Phoenix know. race weekend. So I'm going to go over there probably like Thursday night that yeah. weekend. Is Dirt Vision doing it? Yeah. I'm oh, in yeah. Indianapolis that whole week for the FFA convention, so can, I'll miss it. But I want to take Bodie sometime. Can Dirt Vision put us in a, in a suite or something? 
<laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure. I think we all know some people, but it would be really fun to go if you're not in Phoenix. If I'm home, Andrew's nodding yes, like I he's got all this pool be, which to get I you in a suite somewhere. Yeah. Phoenix, um, but that whole that whole week is really really. We're gonna, be, fun. We're gonna go in the South Boston suite. They got one over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't know anyone. We don't know anyone who can. That's actually no. the only place Andrew can help us get in a fucking suite, <laughs> and we don't even need his help because we know Brandon. Unless you're running like 75 miles, then Andrew can help you out there too. Andrew's going to run to the track and then. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to reaction theater. So long weekend. Haven't really got to get on Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it now. As soon as I get on that, I'm scrolling down through my timeline, and then immediately I regret getting on there. Who gives a sh- Brett Griffin, if you've ever ate a damn Big Mac or not. <laughs> My God. Oh. Watch, you got two. <gasps> so I'm 48 years old. And Gramps loves Big Macs. And I didn't have him lunch that day. So I stopped to get him a Big Mac. And I was like, you know what, man? And I always get a double cheeseburger, no pickles from McDonald's. I don't know what you get. That's what I get. I'm like, man, maybe I should try a Big Mac sometime. Did That's why I tweeted. Did you try one or no? No, mm-hmm. I didn't try it. Oh. No. So but why but somebody, somebody said you have to love Thousand Island dressing to like a Big yeah. Mac. And I absolutely grew up on Thousand Island dressing. That's the only dressing that was in our house. Mm. So, I mean. Yeah. Never put it on your burger? No. Man, but man. I'm going to try a Big Mac. Maybe we have a Freddie, you're a McDonald's guy. Maybe we'll have hey. a Big Mac. Uh, no pickle. Don't get the pickle. We'll do a Big it. Mac review. Like, what's his name does in pizza reviews? <laughs> you want to yeah. go? We'll go after the show. Yeah. One they, bite. They put, they put pickles on a Big Mac? Mm. Yeah, there's pickles on a Big Mac. I don't like pickles. I'm, I'm, I yeah. like pickles. I don't like them on my burger because all I taste is a pickle and it screws a burger up. But anyway, we'll have a Big Mac meeting. <laughs> okay, let's move on for our own sanity. I just want to check on you, Freddie. Are you okay? No. Between Chandler and Bubba and the Giants. I mean, damn. You need a hug? I'll give you a hug. <laughs> I, so, is it a hug? What is a like? There's an extra little in there. I mean, a, is, is it a hug? Is that like a squeeze a too, Freddie? Yeah, I mean, I, I can do full palm grasping. That's <laughs> what we all need. Did you say grasping? Grasping. Said grasping. Like ass sure. grasping? Yeah. Why not? Give me a little squeeze. I'm. The, I, I need a good game. <laughs> I didn't get. There's never a good game and a grasp. He's gonna hold you, Freddie. <laughs> like them. The I'm a hole. Speaking of holding. Uh oh. Went to the game the other night. Oh my gosh, the amount of holding that I witnessed with no flags on that. Kansas City. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And there were, I saw one, the, the running back got up one time and just punched this other guy. Right, we're talking football. So we uh, may my as well. Bad. Yeah, so we no, 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 no. We, we're, we may as well talk about the Bills tonight. I want a prediction. I don't know. I can't predict it. I, they could either score, they're going to either lay an egg or they're going to score 40 points. <laughs> it's one or the other most. Is the, the line still three? Oh, it's two. This is a good Monday night football kickoff. I, Please tell me it's not on ESPN. It is on ESPN. Mother f- I don't have ESPN. <laughs> Immediately, you see every producer. <laughs> yeah, it's probably on ESPN. So. That's one of the words we bleep out. <laughs> I am ESPN or mother <laughs> oh. Yeah, you can't say mother All right. Off yeah. of NFL, Andrew. Sorry. Trim playing for my buddies and I this weekend, and they all bailed on me, but it's Bristol, baby. Let's go. Bristol, Saturday night. 
yeah. Saturday night night. I got to ask y'all this because I'm not a big guy on focusing on our attendance. But yesterday, Sunday, Kansas, it didn't look like we were as, as packed as I thought we should be. Uh, How was the stance? I, know. I thought they were fairly strong. I was yeah. there on pit road the whole time. And okay. I, I thought they were fairly strong. I do. I, I know, Brett, that. you mentioned NFL opening day, having a race on that day. I, I don't know how you would change that, though. NASCAR, like, we have a race every Sunday. <laughs> 10 a.m. race. Track's got lights, don't it? <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> easy to change it. You just move it to Saturday night. Yeah. So you should think then you're Bristol going should, college football. should be night. Yeah, exactly. There's no well, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. College football, for the most part, is a regional sport. There are not Just many. I, don't, I mean, listen, do I stay up to watch Southern Cal play mm-hmm. at 1030 on a Saturday night? Yes, but I'm a college football geek. If the race is on versus Southern Cal, I'm picking the race. But most time on Saturday night, I don't it's think Southern Cal. Saying that college football goes up against the racing, that only exists in the South. And that only exists when big schools are playing, Alabama's or whoever. But that, that's what they would have went against – Saturday is Alabama and Tennessee. Texas. Alabama, or whatever. Texas, Texas whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Casey, now you're a Tennessee fan. I just, I just don't know that us – I don't know that we want to ask our fans to pick NFL or NASCAR. Opening weekend. I, I don't, USA I mean, Network yeah. versus all these other games are on. Uh, only opening weekend am yeah. I talking about. And I think we now end our season earlier because of the NFL. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a big factor. So why go up against them on – Opening weekend. So, do you think you move Bristol Night Race to the NFL opening weekend? No, I, 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 you can have back-to-back night races. I mean, we used to have six or seven. Now we have two. So it's you know, uh, I, I don't. I mean, we used to run. We've ran. Kansas we used to run. We used before. to run. We used to run a night race the week Chicago of the Masters as well, right? We ran. We ran. We run Texas. I think at Saturday night the week of the Masters, not to go against Masters Sunday. You know, opening week of football. We used to. We used to run a Saturday night race, or yeah, I think it was a Saturday night race. I don't remember where. Man, you used to get together on Sundays yeah, of opening watch, weekend and, and watch, watch that weekend. that channel that's like being on drugs. Yeah, Red Zone. Yeah. <laughs> That, that channel drives me bonkers. It's so exciting. Everybody's about to score. I know. That's, that's the point of the red zone. But, you know, so I, I don't know. When's the last time you've been to the red zone? <laughs> been a while. Holla. All right, let's move on. Hey, that could be the name of a club. What? Holla? Red zone? Because you're about to score? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie made some friends over the weekend. Oh. Uh, got to hang out with Freddie Kraft at Hooters this weekend, and he told me every time he gets drunk at Hooters on a Saturday night, his his guy wins the race. And I figured out that's not true. Every time he gets drunk at Hooters, the 45 car wins the race. Uh, that's not true. We won with the 23. I'm telling you, I'm the missing thing there. Yeah. I just, you're, I, you, I'll do my part. You screwed me up. Somewhere else. I appreciate it. You can't uh, yeah, we, so we had some fun on uh, Saturday night <laughs> at Hooters. Um, Who was the driver? Met uh, Reddick. Reddick popped in. He was oh, he yeah. was picking up wings for his. Oh, oh, Jason so was <laughs> So now we found the problem. Reddick has come in and stole your mojo. He did. That's exactly what I was. He was only say. there for like ten minutes. He Don't just, matter. He stole it right out of my. He did. right out of my beer glass. He Damn. took it. Uh, he came in and picked up wings Damn, to go back to his bus man. to watch the race. So he You're, does go there for wings. Your <laughs> proprietary luck is gone to yep. Tyler Reddick. Damn it! Wow. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Yeah, that's, son of a bitch. I'm gonna when I kill, I'm gonna 
Kick Say we ass, leave here and go to his house. Let's go. <laughs> they, they text me last night. They're like, we're having a wind party. Come over. I said, it's midnight. I, <laughs> hey, <laughs> what do you think Drew's doing right now? You think Drew's in his trash can trying to glue his beard back on? Drew, <laughs> that was a bad deal for them to shave their beards off. It didn't work yeah, out so good that's so what so I told far. my neighbor. I said, hey, you're you going to glue that Drew beard back on? Drew was with me at Hooters. Right? Maybe, that's, maybe we shouldn't have went to Hooters. Man. That's because they all want the mojo, man. Reddit <laughs> got there and took it. Uh, yeah. Drew was, I don't know, he was staying out here for something. He must be doing wheel force tests somewhere or something. Yeah, here's the deal. I would love to nominate myself and my buddy for what an idiot this week. Uh, we decided we were going to shotgun a beer after every caution in the Xfinity race. That's a bad idea. We were not <laughs> expecting five cautions in the first 75 laps. i seen these guys at Hooters, too. And let me tell you something. <laughs> they looked like they shotgunned a load of beers when they got there. I was going to say, how were they still awake? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they were tweeting They were early. tweeting at us. Yeah. And then and then I saw the guy. He's like, I'm the one that shotgun the beers. I said, I could tell. <laughs> they had three cautions in the first 12 uh, laps. I've been telling y'all, Kansas is a good time. This reaction theater is just proving it to be true. I'm not going to be able to go to Hooters next year. Freddie is a good time. <laughs> and these people don't even know where the Power and Light District's at. That's uh, even better. Power and Light District is good. I was, uh, I will say that I, at that football game, the the fans were very respectful. Uh, they were partiers. They were partiers, yeah. Well, except for the – we had uh, one of one of Brad's friends. I have to tell this. Brad has a friend uh, that he grew up with that came to the game, big Lions fan. Well, there was this couple that was sitting in front of us, older couple, and this woman, he was aggro. He wasn't, like, bad, bad, but he was, like – you know, every time there was a penalty, he was like, oh, cheaters, you know, and she was just, like – getting mad because the lions were staying with him and then got ahead she just kept picking away picking away and then she would do the little like and then she covered her ear one time and then she just got up and left and she never came back <laughs> wow the game ends the husband stands up and i'm like oh here we go i hope brad texts clint something to mess with him i, I don't know if he saw him or not i don't i don't, I don't know if he saw him i hope he texts something to just mess with him I, oh yeah. About beating him. Yeah, yeah i told him we should do a, a wellness check on clint after the game but the, the yeah. husband stands up to go to leave and he turns around i'm like oh here we go here we go and he's like hey congrats guys all them I'm like oh that's a nice guy drew our lions jersey uh no <laughs> i was gonna wear my josh allen jersey but that was probably upon. that was probably gonna be bad because josh allen josh allen's been owning them in that stadium except for the 13 second game which he still owned <laughs> them in that game that wasn't his fault we got go one Bills. more and I just opened your text, Brad. Thank you. Thank you for sending. <laughs> You're going to send that to 50 people. Uh-oh. Well, bless his heart. Freddie. He's a sweet young man. Oh, not Freddie. <laughs> but he can't drive worth a good goddamn. <laughs> He's read more cars out than raised thin house <laughs> He's gonna put poor Leonard Wood in a poor Oh, no. Nope. Don't put poor Leonard Wood in the poor house <clears throat> that <The> full was, <laughs> band. Yeah, that was. I was good. just texting with Eddie Wood, not about that, about something. <laughs> yeah. are, they the, are they in the poorhouse? <laughs> well, he was talking about being a Hardee's. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, for breakfast. Anyway, uh, Harrison has had a rough go. Oh my gosh, man! He probably can't wait for a fresh start again. You know, I mean, I'm like next year, clean. You know, it, 
these years are not fun. Like yeah. when the one he's in, just it draws you down. You've been a part of some bad years at times, and it's just you've had a couple. It just it's you just can't wait to get through it and start. And, again. and sophomore slump's a real thing. It's always been a real thing. I don't know why, but it has around here. Yeah, and it's and you know they made a crew chief change last week. So all you're trying to do now is is build a notebook with your new crew chief, and yeah. they get taken out of a race early just sets that back even more. So yeah. Him and and Cindric both they they've just had rough seasons, man. Like just rough all together. Well, to leave us an audio message, call our new number seven zero four eight zero two nine five seven two. Especially if you're from going to Hooters before mm. the race with Freddie. Apparently, I'm ordering wings next week. Whatever Tyler got, <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I should ask what flavor he got. You yeah. should see where he's going next week. Steal his thunder back. FaceTime right now. Tyler, what'd you order? He's probably, He's probably not awake. Sleeping. That's even better if he answers. <laughs> uh, moving on to Ask DBC, use hashtag AskDBC to send us your questions on Twitter. This first one is from Michael. What are you most looking forward to about the Bristol Ultimate Experience? For me, Columbia. <laughs> uh, well, the Columbia story is normally told in the Bristol suite. That's not what I look forward to telling, but that's what people get when they when they come to see us. Uh, just meeting fans, meeting new fans. I've seen, I'm sure, uh, I, 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 we see a lot of the same people. I know the coffees come to almost every one of these. I don't know if they're coming this week. I haven't heard from them. But uh, just looking forward to meeting new people and seeing old friends that we've seen in suites in years past. Or events past, I should say. Yeah, best part about it, honestly, man, is just hanging out with our fans and, and supporters. Not necessarily fans, but supporters. And, and uh, they become friends. I mean, it's, uh, it's really cool to see people love the sport of NASCAR. Some people have been to this ultimate experience as their first race. And by the end of it, they're like, uh, this is the only way I'll ever be able to do this. Because it is awesome. And, and, and our team has been working very hard for Dirty Mo Media to make it an amazing weekend. Get there when the suites open. And we'll see y'all shortly after, and I'll be hanging out for most of the race. And you boys are stopping by, what, 4.30? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like and I, if you haven't seen Brett's tweets during the race, he's um, – imagine it in person. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it would be very exciting for, for being in the sweep. Imagine it in person, yes. I'll be there, too. Oh, awesome. My first oh, time at Bristol. Oh, yeah. Oh. You've never been to Bristol? I've never been to Bristol. Before. You running up? You going to run up there? <laughs> I'm going to run. Yeah, I'm, I'm very there. fortunate in the amount of professional <laughs> sports venues that I've been to in my life. And I include the LA Coliseum as one of the coolest venues I've walked it into. It is a cool place. Walking into Bristol Motor Speedway is the coolest sports venue you'll ever go to. Yeah, oh, for sure. I can't say the same for the Chief Stadium. Standing on that roof, looking down into that bowl, walking into that tunnel, looking up at the bowl – being seated in the bowl, being in the suites, I don't – this place, Andrew. Seeing it's, that massive TV screen hanging oh, over here. I can't wait. I, can, I cannot wait. This is the best sports venue in that I've ever been to in America. Yeah. The build-up, And too, I've been to fireworks. the new Cowboys Stadium. I've been to World Series games in Phoenix. Like, I've been very fortunate to see a lot of venues. This venue, mm -hmm. it's just freaking epic. The, the build-up to it, the fireworks, the, the – Everything. The Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Definitely – if you're a race fan and you want to see one of the best tracks in person, it's definitely Bristol. Agreed. Wear your earplugs. Yes. If Especially not, with these cars. But Ooh. if you're in the Dirty Mode experience. Suites. Yeah, you don't need them in the suites. You, no, we got scanners for you in the suites. Yeah. Scanners, you can hear Freddie. You know. Fireball. Everybody gets a fireball shot. What did Freddie, do we prove the mile and a half stuff any better for you? 
Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to bring that up. Uh, mm-hmm. You were fast. Uh, Busher was Busher was top ten. You were top five. I thought most of the day. That's what you need to do. Like it, you got you've got to have speed of these mile and a half. We got. I, I didn't expect still. to come out of there with a stage win and yeah. And, but that worked out well. Um, you know, you got Texas coming and uh, Vegas. So now you're. I mean, obviously, Brad. We had good speed at Texas last year. So yeah, it's good. Uh, this next one is from Philip. What was it like going back? to dover after the september 11th attacks in 2001 first of all it's september 11th today my, my heart goes out to everybody affected by that obviously you know all americans were I, i'll tell you i don't think i've ever told this story publicly elliot had the united states air force sponsorship that year and we canceled the race in new hampshire when 9-11 happened so dover was our first race back and so many nascar sponsors and teams put out you know, paint schemes that were reflective of the United States of America, American flags. But Elliot and I were asked by the United States Air Force to fly into Dover Air Force Base. And at the time, the Air Force Base was closed off to civilians because of 9-11. They were under orange alert or whatever they call it, where they only let certain people in. And we walked into an environment that we were not prepared for, certainly at our age back then. Uh, All the body parts from all over the country, from every crash site, were being flown into Dover for us, for them to be able to identify who these people were. So they had the top people in the world for forensic science, from dental, fingerprinting, and everything. And those doctors and those scientists and those people that were working in that event came out. And this was literally, they asked Elliot to come for to be a morale booster because those people were working around the clock. And... I've never been to anything like that, and I hope I never go to anything like that again um, where we were asked to go do something positive in such a negative time. Bone chilling, but the men and women that were there and telling us stories were literally heroes behind the scenes of what was happening post 9-11. And so, you know, that race is always going to stand out. It was sold out. And, and again, a lot of patriotic paint schemes out there, but I'll never forget flying in because as a civilian, you guys fly a lot. I mean, we all fly a lot. How many times do you actually, are you in the air in an airplane and you see a fighter jet? It's very, very rare. And when we flew in that day, there were fighter jets from the time we took off from Statesville, North Carolina, until we landed at the Dover Air Force Base, we could see fighter jets out the side of the plane multiple, multiple times. So very scary, eerie time for the country. Uh, obviously, we've come back from that. But I'll never forget going to that Air Force Base. Yeah. I, I, obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't go to Dover. I wasn't spotting. Yeah, we weren't. Uh, we weren't there quite yet. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just remember. I mean, I lived in New York, obviously, at the time. So it kind of hit home. Obviously, hit home for me. Hit home for everybody, really. <clears> but, uh, you know, just happened an hour from my house, really. So it was a tough time, like you said. This next one is from... Jessica, what was your first thought when y'all first met each other? Oh, if I, I don't even remember. I was gonna say, how do we know the first time we met each other when know. y'all weren't that impressionable? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't remember. I'd have to guess. I was me and Brett were probably drunk. If I if I was just gonna, <laughs> I, I, I was gonna go out. If I was gonna go out on a limb, I, just, I would probably <laughs> say the first time I met Brett was probably at an, uh, something similar. Yeah, uh, party or, or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah 100%. Totally hands down. First time I met TJ would have been somewhere running around with Elliot and Dale Jr. Because Elliot and Dale Jr., there were years there where they were super tight and did a lot of things together. And, you know, Freddie, same thing. I don't know the first time I probably ever met you. may have been on a roof somewhere. Probably, but yeah. we certainly uh, hung out other places after. So um, that's pretty funny. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to do a better job of remembering the first time I meet people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to What an Idiot. 
What an idiot, man. Well, my one idiot, they gave it away. They gave themselves away in the in reaction theater. I was going to the, the, the guys, guys, the guys yeah. shotgunning beers every caution. Uh, you know, I guess you don't anticipate that. I mean, you're guaranteed to shotgun at least two. Uh, yeah, so they got they got the the benefit of three in the first twelve laps, and then they still had the two stage breaks coming, so that was five. Uh, so they shotgunned at least five. I can't remember how many cautions were there in the race. That's, I don't a remember. bunch, a bunch. So uh, yeah, so they were they were feeling no pain by the time they got to Hooters later on that night. TJ, who you got? Well, speaking of that, uh, I'm probably gonna give it to. We're sitting up there in the elevator. Uh, what do you call it? Lobby. Lobby, yeah. Up, uh, up by the roof, and this woman comes through there, and I'm just had she's the elevators were pretty jammed up at the bottom, so we're kind of talking to her, and I'm like, hey, you know, where are you heading? She's like, well, Dell Jr. forgot his belt, so she had to go meet the Kenny, the bus driver, at the bottom of the elevator, so we could get his belt. Um, you know, I'm not sure what kind of homework he had that morning, but surely you, you can remember to put your belt on. So. Well, but let's let's defend him for a second. If he wore el- elastic pants up to the booth and then he was going to change into real pants, it's easy to forget your belt. Really? What? Don't you, you think? think? You think I don't think he wore elastic booth? pants to the booth. What you don't elastic think elastic pants? Well, yeah, like pants like jogging pants. Pants to yeah, stretch. Like I, gym I, shorts. I, I yeah. don't know that that's what... I don't think that's what he's wearing. <laughs> here's the, here's, the, here's the last here's, time you saw Del Jr. in gym here's shorts. Here's actually <laughs> what happened. He wore yoga pants to the booth, and when he realized he had to change... <laughs> Probably so. He realized he didn't have a belt on in his Lululemon yeah. You're telling pants. me you don't wear a belt with your yoga pants? I don't. Lululemons? I don't. I'm just well, simply so, yeah. saying that you can remember to put a belt on. I he, saw Daniel Suarez in yoga could, pants in some Twitter video. All right, his were cut off. He could have. Uh, <laughs> those were the. Tell, they sell belts. At, do they sell belts at Lowe's? Maybe he'd get one at Lowe's. Yeah, probably. That gift card again. Yeah, hey, when you, <laughs> Andrew, next time you go by Stefan's office, uh, can you grab me one of the couple of them? Actually, get us all some. <laughs> I'll grab us some Lowe's gift cards. Yeah, all of us, please. Yeah. Please give us some gift cards. Uh, man, I I, I think guess, they got belts. <laughs> I guess my little idiot has shifted because I. Oh. I, I've been big on Chase Elliott, you know, over the last few months, and I'm not, I can't be big on him after that interview he did where he, he just didn't say anything. Well, I mean, the last interview he did before he got suspended, he lied about everything, and now he's just playing dumb. Say what happened. Just, that's what I, I that's mean, so, for everybody. It's not you, just Chase. Could you blame him, though? I mean, I just did. You don't have to say, you know, yeah, I mean, like, he kind of just did. You don't have to say like he ran into my left side door. I was pissed off, so I ran him down in the grass and I hit him. That's all you got to say. Moving on to Bristol, and then he gets suspended. No, it was no. weird. We ain't gonna get that. suspended for that. It was weird. He ran into me, and then the wheel slipped out of my hand. And <laughs> but a few drivers have done that this year. I mean, there was nothing wrong. He just showed his displeasure right there, and that that's it. That that, that happens almost every time off a of pit road at some point. Well, let's move on to the Birch Gold. That's Gold Award. Don't forget, you can get a free info kit on protecting your IRA or 401k with gold by texting DBC to 989898. This is an easy one. Who you got? got? Wait, was the code DBC or DBC? DBC. DBC. Hands down, CB. My Birch Gold genius this week is the 22 team. They pulled a rabbit out of the hat, had a bad day going, end up with a great finish, completely changed their points. I mean, we're talking a 15, 16-point jump from where they were, 
And if they take four tires and they come out way in the back, they might have finished dead last. So big hats off to that team for a gold decision. Yeah, mine, I, you know, obviously I could easily give it to Tyler and then for, you know, really fast race car all day and, and, and close it out with a win. But I'm highlight two guys, buddies of mine, that I think had two really good runs for themselves. First was Kraus. He gets back in the 11 car again, runs top 10 all day. I think he ended up seventh or eighth. Uh, he did. I thought he did a good job. He's done a good job every time he drives. I think hopefully he gets some more opportunities in it. And uh, Eric Jones. Eric Jones did a really good job yesterday. He's done a really good job the last two weeks. Uh, really, he's he's always been really good at Darlington. But to come out yesterday and like TJ talked about earlier, like they're not getting a lot of support. I'm assuming from Chevrolet, knowing that they're going to Toyota next year. To, for him to go out there and essentially run top five all day long, and then he comes out. If he, you know you talk about Logano, if he they're they're side by side on a backstretch for lead, if he gets out front, you know. You never know what could happen there, but uh, but no solid run for both of them guys. And, and Eric, I thought did a really good job all day yesterday. Uh, yeah, you know I was going to say Eric Jones because he ran a really solid race, did a really 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 good job. There's no way you were going to say your team first. And then no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, Eric did a. I mean, they were he was solid, man, and he slowly worked his way up. Um, Liar. <laughs> no, I'll give it to I'll give it to Eric. Eric I was trying to think. It. Eric deserves it. Yeah, I mean, the season that he's had as well. I mean, I, he's quietly had a really, really rough season. You and know, a he, lot of playoff drivers had problems, but even then, it's hard to be a non-playoff guy for whatever reason and compete and outrun these yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean, like we saw a little bit yesterday. I know we were picking on here a minute ago, but like the, the nine was kind of back yesterday. We saw him up there leading the race. He was running in the top three to four majority of the race. was going to finish third, I think, if the yellow doesn't come out. I don't even know where he ended up after the last restart. But, you know, they were they, they showed flashes of where they we, we expect them to be. Yeah, there were people on Twitter Alan saying – keep his job. Uh, I read a post where it said, who do you think they, the, out there that they, they wish their season was over now? And somebody was like, Chase Elliott. And I'm like, no, I don't – I think they need something to build on going into next year. You don't want to go into next year sucking. Yeah. That's a long freaking off season. Now on to DBC picks. Oh, congratulations, Freddie. boy, Denny. Appreciate yeah. you. Thank you, Freddie, for Restart was good news. enough. I'm an idiot because I was watching the race the whole time thinking I had picked Christopher Bell. I was like, my guy's on the pole, my guy's fast, and then his pit crew started sucking, and I was like, well, my, my guy's pit crew sucked. And then I look at the sheet of paper, and it ends up I had Martin Truex, who went out of the race on what felt like lap five. So <laughs> I'm, hurt. I'm actually glad that I didn't know I had Martin Truex. Because, and it hurt you to see that I had Because Bell. I enjoyed the race thinking that I had Christopher Bell, but I do get to pick first because my guy finished last. Uh, congratulations, MTJ, on that. I'm going to go with a guy that's not in the driver's championship, but he is in the owner's championship. He's one of the best at Bristol, Chase Elliott. Mm, good one. The same guys run good at this track. It doesn't matter what you show up in to drive. What guys? Who's next? Casey. Me. What guys? I don't know. Make your pick. Guys. Hendon Hooker. <laughs> yeah. You're in Tennessee, <laughs> after all. I'd probably pick Van Gisbergen if I were you. <laughs> Oh, I can't decide. Go with a sleeper, Casey. Big underdog. I think I might take Busher. Picks are final. Is that your final All right. Yes, TJ. All right. Just locked in. He won the race there last year. He did. I forgot yeah. about that Definitely one last did week. forget about that. But My you got to remember the 20 cut a tire, the 6 cut a tire, and they took two to get out. He did a great job, but don't get me wrong. But yeah. um, I think – it's between two guys, and they're right next to each other on this list. I just got to figure out which one I want here. Uh, Hamlin or Harvick? Which one am I going with? Well, it's not Wallace and Ware. I'm <laughs> Hamlin or Harvick, you said? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I really – I like 
Denny's been hot lately, and I want to I want to just pull away in in these playoffs. So I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. I'll take Christopher Bell. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're off to Bristol Motor Speedway. So is Jesse Love racing this weekend? The Love Machine. Jesse Love oh, did a good job. Bristol. He ran top ten in yeah. the truck. Yeah. After he, ch- I don't. <laughs> that's my one idiot. Actually, I'm going no. back. I'm no, going, he didn't. I'm he didn't going, finish top ten. He, in the yeah, oh no, he did he get disqualified like, or set back, whatever, penalized. I didn't see it, so I don't know if he should have or not. But my one idiot is Jesse Love. For what? Because the first lap of practice, Jesse Love goes out there. And he comes down the front straightaway, and I didn't know what the f- he was doing. He was all over the place, <laughs> swerving. He almost wrecked somebody after 98, I think. And then he's like, the, the right side window just blew out and hit me in the face. And Nick Payne spots for him. He's like, what? Whoa, what? And Scrooge's like, there is no right side window here. Like There was never one. I, I think it turned out to be like his uh, tear-offs or slapping him in the side of the head or something. Wow, I call I my daughter's dramatic. I don't remember. But <laughs> it said the, the right side window hit me, and the guy's like, there is no right side window. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, this sorry, is just a Jesse. rough guess right here, or rough, but that's what they called. All right, triple header this weekend. Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. Who? Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Who uh, is uh? This is the last race in the first round of the playoffs. Who is on Bubble Watch? Bubble Watch. And who will Bubba, not Bubba's make on Bubble it? Watch. Yeah, and who will not make it into the next round? I'd say everybody below uh, Truex has probably got to win. Uh, it's going to be hard to make up twenty points on on the cut. Line. I mean, this is going to be. The, uh, you know who's going to drive like a crazy guy? Stenhouse. The guy who's fast there is Ricky Stenhouse. Yeah. This is probably his best non-plate track, non-super speedway track. Michael McDowell must win, and could, it'll take a miracle for that to happen. Nothing against Michael, but this isn't a place where a team like that can show up and win. Not usually. Yeah. Nothing against him and his team, but tough. Man, this is tough. I'm, I- I'm telling you right now, listen, Christopher Buescher, Christopher Bell, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick cannot afford to have a problem. In stage two or sooner. Yeah. Ross, if they do, you know. they're in deep. So thinking through strategy, Freddie, what, what is yours going to the weekend knowing that you essentially I think you just got to win. So you got you to gotta qualify be, good. You got to qualify good. You got to get good pit stall selection. You got to get – you just got to do everything you can to points? keep track position. I mean, you're going to go after stage points. But at the same time, if, if it's looking like, you know, if we get a caution right before a stage – and it's looking like we're not, you know, there's guys, if Truex and Harvick are in the top 10, you're not going to make up a bunch of points. You'll pit there to flip that stage and, and try to get a bunch of track position on them. So that's what you got to watch for. You know, if, if, if there's an opportunity, we're going to have to do opposite of the, the four and the 19, essentially, because, you know, if we just race heads up with them, we'd have to beat them by, you know, to five spots a stage and then 10 spots at the end of the race. Um, so you, we're going to probably be doing opposite of them a lot. If they stay out, we'll pit. If they pit, we'll stay out and, and just try to – Just the biggest thing is obviously we're, we have to go win. The, we're planning on going to win the race, and if one of them have trouble, we might find ourselves in a different scenario. But you're just going to do everything you can to keep track. Do you still have racing reference up? Top, uh, top four locked in. Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, Denny Hamlin, William Byron. They're locked in. They're going to the next round. The next two, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, all they got to do is just run the laps. Don't do anything stupid. You're going to be totally fine. Brad, obviously, if he goes out and gets some stage points, stage one, he's locked in. Kyle Busch, he doesn't do anything stupid. He's fine. One of his better tracks, if not one of his best tracks, Richmond and Bristol, he's crazy good at. Ross Chastain, he can't afford to screw up either. And he can't afford to get in a wreck lap one. So I think when you look at ninth through 16th in his points, 
That's the guys that have to focus on unloading fast, qualifying well, doing the things Freddie said. Who's not going to make it? I'll go with Kevin Harvick's going to make it. Great track for him. Joey Logano, he's not had the speed to make it, but damn, they're good at strategy, and he's good at Bristol. How good is he at Bristol, he's, I mean, he's pretty good at Bristol. Top five guy at Bristol? Top seven? Usually, but I, I don't think the cars, uh, they've been struggling. Uh, but Joey will make some of that up himself there. So Christopher Bell it seems like one of those feast or famine guys. He can step on his he can he can make issues for himself well, easily. The line he's going to run there is going to be very risky for 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 Christopher Bell. I mean Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick are the same people to me. I think Tyler's a little bit more talented at this point in his career, but they both will for whatever reason as a team, not just them two as drivers, they end up with a lot of mistakes. Christopher Bell's pit crew cannot do what they did to him yesterday. If nobody has problems, I see it finishing. You know, if it, I know somebody will, but like I, seven points is a lot to make up on Harvick at Bristol. And I think I think that, and I hate to say this, but I think Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse, Michael McDowell are all out, and I think that Christopher Bell's out. He's my fall out of the chase playoff. Playoffs. If if Mark like that, I, I do, really do you think agree? He, the bottom three are out. I, I actually think the bottom four are, are gonna, not going to make it. If somebody does, though, it's going to be Bell, in my opinion, as well. I don't think uh, – so Martin's got some things going against him. I, I don't think Bristol's one of Martin's better tracks. And he's all – he's going to go out early in qualifying. He's going to qualify. It's going to be really hard to qualify good. The track gets better as they go. So a late qualifying run, so he's not going to have the – it's going to be hard to lay down a great lap and get that good pit stall, you know. So it's, he's going to have – Arguably a mid mid pack pit. Um, so I just think things. So you are, think the bottom four stay the bottom four? Yeah. From a spotter's perspective, with this you, hold on a minute, who you got, Freddie? Let's uh, let's let's say that Bubba cannot win this race. That is part of your picking rules. Yeah. Because obviously we know you want to win. We know you want to transfer. Yeah, I think that's going to be a long shot for us to make it. So the bottom three are out, and uh, yeah, I, I I see Martin getting in. Um, it's just going to take a mistake from somebody. And this is a place where you see you see mistakes come for like not of your own doing. You know, a wreck happens in front of you, and this place is so fast. You know, you guys have both spotted there forever. Like you're in the wreck yeah. before you even know it's really happening. You know, a guy cuts a tire up top, you're going to run on the back of him because we're all running the same line around the top. Yeah. Um, so you see guys get in trouble like that. Lap cars. You know, we see guys get collected by. I think it was Blaney got wrecked by a lap car yeah, here a couple right. of years Turn ago. Um, so you know, um, if I if I gotta say somebody's out. I don't know. My, I, I think Truex can jump Harvick, probably. I know Harvick's really good at Bristol. but He's been fast lately, too, um, man. Harvick's had speed. Yeah, we'll see. And Bristol's probably one of his best tracks. I just, I just, it's hard for me. It's, it's hard to uh, you know, see him passing Kevin, but it's also, at the same time, harder for me, as good as they've been all year, to see them not make it out of the first round. The fact that Joey Logano has the cushion that he has just goes back to genius. I, I would easily pick that. You know, if that, if that if that race ended with that without a busher caution and Logano sitting there, I think they were like two, two. points separated. Yeah, that I would say, oh yeah, Truex is going to outrun him by two points, two spots this yeah, week. Yeah, this is all going to come down to the beginning of the race. If Joey qualifies well and he gets some stage points at the beginning, that that battle is pretty much over. So Joey that, Logano will be the hardest guy to pass all night. Yes or no? Yeah, unless unless uh, Newman's there, I don't know if Newman's running. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to give up anything. He's got to be that way. He's, but it also depends if Truex goes out and does have a good qualifying run and does get he, Truex starts out pointing him in the first couple stages. 
that's going to really tighten things up. So knowing this track is very small and you pretty much as a spotter have to pay attention to your driver, but also there's wrecks happening at a half a lap ahead of you. That's five seconds. Just, yeah. just, just for like human yeah. thought process. Right. When, when so you how, say half a track, we're five seconds from that wreck. And on top of it, pit road can sneak up on you pretty quick. So what, how does that work from a spotter's perspective? Just trying to look at 5 million angles of the track. Well, pit road is not a big issue there. Well, what's but. tricky about pit road is if you're doing green flag stops, because I've seen guys at Jeff Gordon's caliber go down the wrong pit road. So the spotter driver really have to get in sync before the race and during those pace laps to think about if we pit under green, we only run half a pit road. We don't have to run the full thing. That's where pit road is tricky, Casey. And that's a mental error, small mental error. Uh, but the spotters are going to be on top of that, I would think. I mean, these, these 16 guys all have very formidable spotters. All of them? All of them? I'm still, I'm still in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can think of two off the top of my head. Uh, I, I actually have to call it Brandon McReynolds because I don't know if you heard. Oh, you get, you uh, well, actually, there's a couple I don't have a lot of faith in. Since y'all, <laughs> and it is yeah. not these two. And for the spotters that are listening, if you think it's you, it's, it's probably, probably is. You. No. Yeah. If you think this song is written about you, it is. Oh, you guys are so <laughs> yeah, listen, right. Right. listen, this hey, is going to be an action-packed 500 yeah, how do we? Uh, how do we not? I mean, we're not going to talk about that. That's what, that's Rick Reynolds what getting knocked the f*** out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dang. Wow. You didn't see it? Yeah. I mean, I can't believe Ryan Blaney just went straight to violence. What do you think? Did Josh have a golf club with him or something? I mean, who do you think? Brandon McReynolds against Josh Williams without golf clubs. Wait, tee it up. What do you So, uh, so Ryan Blaney context. came over. Josh isn't fighting. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Ryan Blaney came over his radio and said to his spotter, Josh Williams, go knock Brandon McReynolds out. Who is Ross Chastain's spotter? So I don't know what what did Ross do wrong. I don't know. I didn't see. I, I don't think know. he wouldn't let him pass. Yeah, he was racing him really yeah, hard. But it was it just, in- he was being he was being Ross. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, uh, it was great when I saw it on Twitter. The I best was, like, was Brandon was- tweets. That's cute. He responded. <laughs> he responded to the tweet. That's cute. And I did. I responded with uh, Smokey from Friday. You got knocked the. <laughs> you just got knocked. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that was. I awesome. don't think that's his. First of all, Josh isn't fighting. Um, second of all. If he did, that's just a vacation. So, so I've been around Ryan Blaney a few times, who is a really chill dude. Yeah, but he does have a little bit of a temper, right? <laughs> you think? Uh, Dell Junior. Dell Junior brings it up frequently on the broadcast, and then in addition to that, man, they just kept on yesterday. Like they kept on about how hard he is on the radio and how he's so mad and how he's having these meltdowns. And they literally said, and and they asked the crew chief, "What do you do about it?" And he's like, "Well, we just kind of." Don't do anything, and and we hope that he can self heal. I don't know. I mean, it, he'd, it'd be hard to spot for him. Listening to the way he, he does, he mf the spotter too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I ain't yeah. putting up with that. Yeah. Nah. I, I mean, he mfs everybody. He mfs his spotter, other spotters. He I want some knocked hey, out. No different than Dale Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, some of the times you listen to some of the stuff that comes up I will on like say Radioactive, that and it's... Del Jr. self-healed sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you turn your radio off. Well, that one time when I quit spotting for 30 laps or whatever it was. Were your feelings hurt? Oh, I was so mad. <laughs> I, maybe I'll tell that story in Vegas. Yeah. I was so mad. Get them lined up. Get yeah. the stories lined up. Yeah. Getting, are you still up there? Yes, but I'm not talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get his black flag, but I am not speaking to him. Oh, that's funny. 
Oh, well, well, thank you all so much for listening. As always, catch us on Dirt Vision this upcoming Wednesday. Special guest next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we do got a special yet? guest next week, unless he bails yeah. for some reason. Tim he Duggar. probably will. Tim Duggar's going to be in town, so he's going to come over here after the <laughs> Bristol night race. And <laughs> he's probably going to bail. Who's Alabama play? Because that or does Yeah, that? we got to see if Alabama will lose again. He might Wait not yeah. show up. We, we need to know the context here. When he leaves Bristol, he's going to where in North Carolina to be here? I'm just, worried, I'm just worried that Duggar ain't going to be able to show up. That's what I'm worried about. No, Are no. you going to blame Dale for that? No, no. it's no. Uh, no he'll hmm. be here. I think he'll be here. All right. We'll yeah, see. I think... Uh, Duggar, we can talk about him abruptly leaving a group chat that we have because of Al- Duggar went to the Alabama game where they just lost him. He was not. He is the. He's really good at, at like uh, sh- talking. Mark that. But he's, re- uh, he's really good at it. He is very poor at receiving it when it goes to <laughs> Alabama. All you see is, you know, about three, four comments, and then Tim Duggar has left the conversation. <laughs> Tim Duggar, country music recording artist, big eye racer. Huge NASCAR fan. Mm-hmm. Lives in Nashville. Frequents the batter's box. Oh, yeah. Loves which, the if you've been box. in Nashville, that's a dive bar mainly for locals. This guy frequents Ireland, Iceland, or wherever. He just he, came, he just came we're back We're talking from, about going to Ireland in, like, January. Oh, Duggar will probably I be go there. there. I'd go there. He'll yeah. go for the weekend, like a weekend trip to yeah, Ireland. He goes, like, up. I'm going for, like, a week. He goes, like, he's like, hey, what are you yeah, doing Thursday this weekend? He's Sunday. like, I'm just going to shoot over to Ireland for a couple days. Is oh. that near here? Like, is that a close flight? Yeah, man. I mean, it's probably 10 hours, I would say. 10. No, no, I don't know how much. It's probably not that much. It's probably like well, I'm at six. six. Yeah, it's probably six or probably seven. Six. Either six. way, yeah, you will not want to miss next week's episode. Hopefully, 100%, if yeah. he shows Hopefully, up. if he shows up, we'll don't see. miss the races this weekend. Don't nope. miss DBC next week. Uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Yeah, we'll see you. We'll it. see you at the experience this week. Holla, go Bills. Word. Dirty Mode Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.